It's Hallow fucking Queen here at Power of X-Men. And to celebrate, we've assembled the most ghoulish and shittiest queens from across the internet. Bitch, they will kill you so hard just to get their two-for-one happy hour that not even baby Spalding and the rest of the five will be able to bring you back. I am, of course, talking about Clan Estani, which is back on the podcast to serve some bottles tea tonight. Woo! <laughs> First up, WeHo, Hell's Kitchen, and Krakoa are all on red alert because Nerd Alert is painting the town red as Omega Red. Cue the tentacle porn jokes. <laughs> but how much vodka does Arkady Rossbick drink when he's trying to kill Wolverine? I think everyone knows that Nerd Alert prefers his skinny marks, so I can tell you. <laughs> Next up, the Shi'ar Empire has just collapsed because you had a wild night with Mr. Scott Free as Vulcan! Hi, uh, here, uh, fresh from the uh, fall. Uh, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so, if Cyclops dressed up as Elvis for Halloween in that clear altar card, what terrifying costume is Vulcan dressing up as? Um, what all Summer's men fear, which is uh, commitment and fatherhood. <laughs> the scariest thing. Yeah, the scariest, the scariest things. Thing. And of course, we have Power of X-Men Royalty, who makes every dumb headpiece look like a piece of couture that Anna Wintour would just kill to get her hands on. Demanda Martini as Fantasia! Yes! Girl, you packed a wig to go to the beach? Like, would Emma Frost even do that? <laughs> First of all, Emma doesn't need to pack. She just telepathically calls a teleporter to bring her shit. True. <laughs> 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 That's exactly what she would do. All right, folks, tonight, Clan Escani has assembled to discuss all things ex-villains, from our favorite as a kid, our favorite as an adult, to the lamest ex-villain of all. We are going to be discussing it tonight. And actually, right before we hit record, Jason suggested that we talk about the Fleer Ultra Halloween cards of the X-Men. So we're going to be discussing those as well. Let's do our first up. Our first category is favorite childhood ex-villain. And why don't we kick it off with you, Amanda? So I, like, it's, it's, it was hard for me to sort of, like, talk about villains because the X-Men are sort of known for really not having villains, but people they just disagree with for a bit and then have joined the team. <laughs> um. But like my my favorite like villain I guess would would be Mystique like she's not to me like yes she's a terrible person and yes she does very terrible things um but she she's she's always got her, her purpose she has her sort of reasons for doing everything I mean do people necessarily agree with the things that she does no because again they're usually terrible but but she does again she has like her her goals, she's got them, she's got them set forth. And she's just, you know, a lady doing uh, power lady things. And uh, also a big lesbian, which I'm <laughs> fully into. Um, I have to say I misunderstood the assignment because of what I wanted to talk about was our ch our favorite childhood villains that maybe weren't X-Men as well. Like spooky oh. <laughs> villains that we loved as a kid. Uh, I, I mean, I, I mean uh, 
even as a kid, like Mystique was always like my favorite. Um, but I, I mean, I, I don't know, like, oh, do you mean like not X Men villains, like just villains in general? Either, yeah. yeah. Well, wait. I mean, I mean, something something that terrified me as a child was the movie Troll. Oh my God, Jennifer Aniston's bangs in that were terrifying. Yeah. No, that's Leprechaun. <gasps> oh yeah. my God! Yeah. I don't Troll starred, Troll starred <laughs> Julia, Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Sonny Bono. Like, it was a hot mess. Hold on, um, I'm Googling that right now. Yes. <laughs> Wait, Jason, I don't even know what he looks like. Huh? Jason, what scared you in general? Or what was your favorite like villain as a child? Um, so the, the thing that scared me the most as a kid was weirdly the crypt keeper when he popped out of his, uh, his little cave at the beginning of each one of those episodes. I hated that. And also Michael Myers, even to this day, the movie just, another movie just came out and I can't even watch the trailer still. Like when I catch it on my, like my feed, I have to like scroll past quickly because he still gives me nightmares. Oh, so I just watched Halloween kills. I loved it. Uh, I cannot. Um, Scott, favorite villain, favorite villain from your childhood? It could be X Men or non X Men. Um, you know what? I'll I'll break it into two parts. Uh, X Men. Um, as a child, definitely Apocalypse. Um, just like like classic iconic look. Um, you know he was big on the cartoon. Um, you know I got, you know as a like. Once you get into comics like Age of Apocalypse, a lot of the iconic sort of like arcs with Apocalypse, um, you know, other than like Doctor Doom, I think he's like the most like theatrical uh, big Marvel villain. Uh, like it's hard to top that. Um, in terms of like like non X Men, just like childhood scary stuff, um, I remember seeing like. Sleepy Hollow and just like the headless like horseman did not sit right with me for a while as a kid. Um, so yeah, that that's probably up there. Not a fan of the Crypt Keeper either. Um, like I feel like '90s was just like a rough time if you were a child who startled easily because like the shit would just be like on TV. I mean, I mean, I was gonna say so. I do not like scary movies i'm a huge scaredy cat like really? huge scaredy cat i freak myself out so i don't like mirrors because i accidentally saw the poltergeist trailer where the girl's touch hand touches the mirror and then the hand grabs her and pulls her in like poltergeist scares me uh the first scary movie that number one i liked and number two didn't like necessarily scare me because of the camp factor was Scream and the Scream franchise. I like I, I, actually, I actually love those movies. Uh, they're some of my favorites. I need to like do my annual watching of them when I when I get home. Um, Cause yeah, I'm at, I'm not out of the beach house. I'm on vacation being very glamorous. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I get scared easily. Like I don't like windows because I'm always afraid that I'm going to look out the window. There's going to be something there looking back at me. I don't like mirrors because I feel like the mirror is going to do something that I'm not prepared for. Like, uh, did you ever see the, are you afraid of the dark episode about the mirror and the woman inside no. the mirror world would write, help me on yes. the walls. Yeah. Um, no, I never watched world. are you afraid of the dark ever. I was yeah, terrified. Me, yeah. 
are you afraid of the dark on Nickelodeon? I was terrified of the Quicksilver episode of that like demon who haunted a house and came and stole the little girl. And then like a new girl moved in and she had to solve it. And like, she had to kill it with like finding silver. And they kept thinking like the spoon was silver, but it wasn't silver. It's <laughs> literally, it traumatized me. Yeah, but um, mirrors are bad. Mirrors and windows, I agree. Yeah, I, but so uh, when you brought up the, um, oh, I, I, another movie that freaked me out a lot as a kid. Uh, did you guys ever watch Cat's Eye? I'm probably like aging myself a lot. Um, but there was there was a movie. So the, the movie is called Cat's Eye and it's actually three vignettes um one of them is about a guy who turns into a gargoyle one of the i can't remember what the second one is but the third one is about a little troll that comes out as like a little like gremlin looking thing that steals children's breath and it's and so all three movies have to deal with like cats in some way which is why it's called cat's eye um but the cat eventually like kills the gremlin thing trying to steal the kid's breath but then there, there's because there's like the old wives tale of like cats stealing children's breath if you got because you know how cats will like sit on your chest and like just like be like this anyway i'm, I'm looking it up this movie. but anyway it freaked me out a lot it's maybe one of the reasons that i don't like cats <laughs> like, oh, like trolls i'm noticing like trolls. a like trend there with the trolls yes i i like tr the movie Troll freaked me out. So I also didn't. I also didn't watch Labyrinth for a long time because of the whole scene where all of the like gremlins are like around the outside of the around the periphery of the thing, all looking down at the baby, and like that freaked my shit out as a kid. Like I'm looking at images of it. It is really freaky. Is this starring Drew Barrymore? Was it Stephen King? Yes. Yes. Oof. Oh. Yeah. No, yeah. You. I again. I, I was an easily scared child. Like I, 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 again, I freak myself out at like when I'm in, in like the house by myself. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge scaredy cat. I'm, I'm no longer a huge scaredy cat. I wish I would look out the window and something would look back at me to be very honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking lonely. <laughs> Please like wow. Michael Myers, come in, let's have some vodka. Like, <laughs> literally like I'm dying for like the TV to turn on randomly in the middle of the night and like call out my name. I'd be like, yes, <laughs> let's party. Uh, um, but I, I mean, so like speaking of that, so like when I was in college, we went to go see Signs, mm -hmm. and I, for the longest time, like at night, would think that I would see something moving on the roof of my neighbor's house and think that it was one of the aliens from Signs. Again, I have a very active imagination, and I freak myself out at stuff all of the time. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to share a story. I, I've only told a few people this, but I suffer from restless leg syndrome, that weird thing that, like keeps your legs kicking in the middle of the night. So if I eat late or if I have too much sugar late at night or I don't get enough exercise, it's all these things. Um, I get my legs get really hot and I wake up like I've run a marathon and I'm like, like in pain and sweating. Um, I take medication for it now, but as a kid, we didn't know what it was. And I didn't tell anyone. I just like suffered all the time. And I saw a movie called The Fourth Kind. And after I saw that movie, I was convinced that every night I got abducted by aliens and they did like treacherous things to me and then dropped me back in bed. And that's why I was like, in a weird state of like exhaustion and heat and like pain. And like, I was afraid to tell anyone. Oh, so alien abduction movies too. I cannot. I cannot. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's better now, but you probably don't want to like share a bed with me after I've like had like 2 AM, uh, <laughs> like pizza. 
<laughs> Insert obvious joke right now. But, uh... <laughs> Wait, so so Jason, Demanda, you guys are not scary movie people. Scott, I I'm not sure on your answer. Are you a scary movie person now? Um, I'm like I'm not like there's specific like genres. I'm like I love like Alien and like Aliens and like like Ripley and Flamethrower and all of that. But, Don't um, get me wrong, Aliens, I, that's a Christmas movie in my family. I watch that, I, like, I love that movie. We watch it every Christmas. Anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I do no, watch no. Aliens, which is random. Um... I mean, like, like others, like slasher movies don't really like do it for me. I, I don't know, like, what it says about me that I'm just like, I'm desensitized. Like, I, like letting your child play like Mortal Kombat at like seven just completely desensitizes them. So Dang. I can see like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't want to go to Texas anyway, so now. Um, <laughs> good. Good, yeah, good I. Choice. I love scary movies, man. Like I've been watching them for like decades at this point. I don't, I don't have like, I'm not easily squirmish either, Scott. And it's probably because I played Mortal Kombat when I was like seven as well. And the fatalities were like the best part. Like I grew up with like my cousins who are like real, like boys, like literally go out, like hunt lizard stuff kind of. So like my, 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 my threshold for horror is pretty high. I was going to say in kind of a related topic, because I, I love Halloween. I love spooky time. You can tell from my cosplay, I mainly only play villains. But I think I was just always like, not so much horror, but I was always a fan. I, the, my favorite characters as, as a kid were always the big bad villains and the big scary villains. Mm-hmm. So like my childhood trifecta was um, Shredder from Ninja Turtles, yeah. from Power Rangers. Um, and Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat. So I just love like big, sexy, strong, mysterious villains with masks, I guess. But uh, yeah, the villains always had more fun. Wait, so we have Mystique as a childhood villain for Demanda. We have Apocalypse for Scott. What's your childhood villain for the X-Men that like either scared you or you really liked? Well, it's the same as my adult one. So that's why I was choosing. Okay, so, so, okay yeah. we're going to be coy with that. Yeah. You know, I, I loved Mystique as a kid. I think Mystique was very human to me, though, as of, you know, as I was learning to read about the X-Men because of her relationship with Rogue and Nightcrawler and because of that X-Men animated episode where um, she comes back and tells Nightcrawler, Rogue and Creed that she's her mother. And it's all about faith and prayers. And it cuts to her throwing baby like Nightcrawler off like the, the cliff. But then it cuts to her eyes crying. And then she gets shot and she goes, prayers. And then she like falls over. <laughs> so the stick has always been very oddly human to me. You know what I mean? Well, and and like similarly, so you know, in reading the comics, like Mystique, the first time I was introduced to her was Fall of the Mutants, and like even though Freedom Force is a villains team, they really kind of weren't like 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 by Fall of the Mutants, like they were more like just antagonists, not like a villain team, and so and so then like as I was like reading the comics as they were happening like then she appeared um in like uh what was it like uh uncanny x-men like 301 or 302 where she was living with forge mm-hmm. where, where again like she was crazy living at the you know living at the mansion or whatever so it's like i already had like sympathy for her um and and then uh you know 
anyway, I just, I think I just like Mystique in general. (laughs) Mystique also has that like traditional scary goblin look, like the blue skin, Uh eyes, the the skulls, like, like we're, nobody ever asked where those baby skulls come from around her belt, but like, (laughs) but she did have like a really good growth, like before Rogue. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Actually. And like, the thing is like, learning about like her like comic history like when she was first introduced in uh ms marvel like she was terrible like she full-on full-blooded murdered carol's boyfriend like nope with wearing carol's face by the way so the guy dude thought that he was being murdered by carol like that's some villain shit um so but and, and the thing is like at the time she was working for a master that was never really resolved or anything. When really, I mean, you know, we can all just sort of assume that it was all all part of Destiny's plan or whatever. But it's like she wanted to just like fuck Carol's life, like just as yeah. much as possible. Well, and 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 let's not forget also during Milligan's X Men, she like poses as a student goes to the oh, school, sleeps yeah. with her daughter's boyfriend, and it's like, ha, 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 and, like, leaves. Like, no. <laughs> She's like, ha, see, your boyfriend's a cheater. She's <laughs> like, um... Like, mother like, leader. Like, like, mom, what are you doing right now? Mom, like, please don't <laughs> do that. Like, and that was so weird during, like, the, the wedding issue with Gambit and Rogue, where, like, Rogue just goes up and hugs Mystique, and she's here, like, I'm so happy you're here. I'm like, bitch, she slept with your man. Yeah. Yeah. She's a and like, mother. It, All right. It, it, no, it was, it was, like, never really resolved, like, why? Like, was this some, like, just, like, Arrested Development style, just, like, lesson for your kids? Like, you well, know, it, your man... Yeah, because I mean, like a, a few, you know, maybe like a year or so before, it was when she brought in that other dude, Pulse, to be like, "See, this guy is way better for you, Rogue." And Rogue's like, "Who is this guy? Why is he here? Like, what's <laughs> like, what's going on?" All right. So, what do you guys feel about the current Inferno run with Mystique and Destiny and everything? And I know Mister Scott Free has feels. I mean, it it's isn't it great where like Mystique now has this turn of like loving her family and you know, after like like yeeting baby Kurt off of a waterfall, you know, now she just wants her wife back and like they can be a big like happy family and just like pretend that none of that happened. Um, but in, in like seriousness, I I really enjoyed the first issue and it was like it was nice to have the callbacks to like um House of X, Powers of X, and to see like the interaction with Mystique and Destiny in her previous life, Moira's previous life, and how it was slightly different like this time um, from when we first saw it. So like, oh, you know, shock, Moira might be perhaps like not totally honest with everybody. Um, But to like circle back to Mystique, um, the end of the first issue, I think we can discuss it now, like great where she shows up and destiny uh, is back. Like if you're just going to like reveal her like that, that's the ultimate like girl boss way to just be like, Oh yeah, here she is. Suck at Charles. And um, you know, that was uh, also just like, there's a panel of just like sinister, just like laughing. Yeah. (laughs) I literally screenshot that and sent that. Love it. Because you know, he's just like, girl, I'm here for this. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, well, he he's probably like, oh yeah, I grew that bitch. She's back. By yeah. The way. Right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, in general, Mystique is always handled with such like respect and nuance, and she has so many gray areas. And anytime she's on screen, you know, it's like a big deal, and she's not going to be, uh, you know, dismissed so easily. I mean, except except for the Draco, which we kind of don't talk about. Mm. <laughs> what? What happened to Draco again? Was there a retcon on Nightcrawler's parentage? Um, that right. scene of her in the cliff being like, I'm in love. I'm like, bitch, you're in love with Destiny. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Uh, yeah, that that whole thing. Anyway, that whole thing was so, so lame. So stupid. Um, you know, when it comes to Apocalypse, so I, I think he was terrifying as a kid, but as an adult, like he's sort of been humanized, especially with Ten of Swords to me. And I feel like he's kind of lost if, lost his edge. I am kind of angry at Ten of Swords for introducing this like retcon that he has this like long lost wife. Genesis, was that her name? Her name was Genesis. Yeah. And like, he's been harboring this like love for her over like the centuries. I'm like... Uh, you hooked up with pestilence. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, so apocalypse. Also, why is his wife, his kid, and his clone baby all named Genesis? <laughs> they can't think of a better name. It, 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 I feel like they feel like it needs to be something biblical, which is I was about to say that stupid. too. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, it's it's really dumb. Like Ever since be the, 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 the blood of Apocalypse story after uh, House of M, like Apocalypse, I'm just kind of like, meh. Like he doesn't seem to be like that big a deal. Uh, I mean, so I guess recently and more of like the House of X stuff, I guess like they're like trying to like make him still a badass, but make him a badass that we are like sympathizing with instead of like afraid of. Um, which is which was weird, um, and of course, like his whole thing with Richter is strange. Like yeah. whatever, whatever that's happening. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I, he he. I feel like he definitely did sort of like lose a little bit of like his big like his big badness in like the two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Well, like you said, as soon as they love to make villains sympathetic or gray villains like Emma, like Mystique, and especially when everyone's forgiven on Krakoa, what they've literally done is like crippled their their mutant villains. So now all we get is robots and humans. Um, and I think that's kind of a mistake to, to be able to still have a uh, I want like a splinter cell of X-Men villains or mutant villains that don't live on the island that are still antagonizing them. Yeah. Where's the new new brotherhood? Well, like just because the mutants have established Krakoa doesn't mean that every mutant needs to side with them ideologically. And I think yeah. that was something that was wonderful about the mutant liberation front and the brotherhood is that they had a different approach to equality and that fight that we've seen in, you know, parallels in, even in real life. So I wish they would touch upon that a little bit more. My thing with Apocalypse during Ten of Swords, I thought it was very transparent that they wanted to make him the X-Men's Thanos, MCU Thanos. They wanted to give him a little bit of heart. That's fine. That's fine. But Apocalypse for me will always be a menacing, like, psycho that just proselytizes, you know, survival of the fittest. Yeah, and well, and 
I was kind of hoping when they mentioned like Celine was going to be joining X Corp and like there's like all this ominous Shadow King stuff going on over New Mutants. And I was like, oh, like, are they going to like be like villains? And it's, I, I just feel like I haven't like seen that yet. Yeah. Um, Mm, yeah, I mean the the biggest villains in X Corp were a rival pharmaceutical company and the Fenris twins, who everybody hates. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, okay. I, I, yeah. I still don't believe that they're mutants. Like they are definitely like genetically engineered Nazis. Like just fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite villain, my favorite X villain as a kid. It's not going to be shocking to anyone on the Zoom was Onslaught. I I loved Onslaught. I love the idea that the X-Men's founder was the traitor in the end. I love the distress call Gene did. And I maintain Onslaught is the best X-Men crossover ever created. I won't argue. Oh, one one up, one up. that were made. Okay. <laughs> I look back on it fondly. I haven't re-read re- it in a long time, but... Oh man! I mean, I, I mean, I, I remember like reading it and being very excited for it and being like, "Oh, they're finally like going to touch touch on this thing that you know they set up with Bishop and, and all that stuff." But I just remember being slightly disappointed uh, at a lot of it. And and I th- I think I'm trying to remember like why I was disappointed. Not necessarily that it was Charles. I guess just the way that it was like handled and it needed to like involve the Avengers in some way which just seemed like what again why do the Avengers need to be involved in X business like they have they have their own stuff to deal with um I don't know it just and it, it was like and it's like the Avengers needed to sacrifice themselves so it's like it's the mutants fault that like the world's greatest heroes died like I was like uh I don't I don't I don't feel like I needed that narrative but I mean, it was fine. It's there. Uh, I mean, I don't hate it. It's just not my favorite. Mm. I'll tell you my favorite story. uh, And this is very poignant. And I remember this forever. I was a very, very little boy driving in the car with my parents. We came to a stoplight and I looked to my right. And at that point, I was not reading comics. And there was a comic book store across the street. And there was a giant cardboard cutout of Onslaught, like that main cover, that main image of him. And I just like pressed my hands against the glass. And I was like, what? is that i was like i need to read whatever book that is and i don't think my parents let me buy comics at that time so i used to go to the library and they had those binded ones that you you could like read in the reference room and i read the entire onslaught um series in the library like immediately after seeing that one cardboard cut out of just what would he look like and i was and i was surprised as everyone else when they revealed the secret um i'll never one of my favorite issues ever is jean gray and the uh the changing room when she gets what? my onslaught. It's my favorite issue ever where yeah. it's like a day in the life of her psychic and like that shady like saleswoman is like you're a size eight aren't you i hate yeah. you oh it's so <laughs> fabulous and then there's like that horrible reveal that professor x is in love with her and onslaught oh. uses that as a way to like break her her uh her like love Just of him. in the original comic in the in the original yeah. like first issues yeah so onslaught definitely and then also Onslaught was my first like big costume I ever made that got me like uh, notoriety in the community. So like he obviously holds a big, a big place in my heart. It, and is also probably my top three Marvel Legends figures is Onslaught as well. I mean, same right there. Yeah. Well, wait, Jason, follow-up question. You had a library card? <laughs> 
I'm aging myself. We had to have library cards because we didn't have the internet back then. Wait, Jason, can you read? <laughs> the library. <laughs> By the way, I've been thinking about for the last four days why I am the Karen of the group. And I was like, do they think I'm dumb? Wait, we haven't. Wait, wait. People who are listening at home probably don't know. We casted ourselves as... As, as Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Well, because I had watched it because it was October 3rd. And, you know, we have our we have our ongoing group chat. And I was just like, oh, yeah, we we, we definitely fit in the Mean Girls. Uh, I mean, I'm Gretchen because I have really big hair. And, <laughs> and she's Jason, got lots Jason, of beard. And Jason's really, we'll just say really pretty. And it's Karen. <laughs> I was going to say, I also like to grab my tits when it's raining. So <laughs> <like that. laughs> <laughs> and, and and Scott is obviously Janice Ian, mm-hmm. like one hundred. That nailed it for me. Yeah, that sealed the deal. And, yeah. And then and, and then uh, we, you know, our dear Day Spring. I'm like Regina George or Caddy. Regina George or Caddy. I don't know. It, it could go either way. It depends on how much vodka I've had. <laughs> I feel like I'm Caddy after the fall when she's like obsessed with Regina. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But, uh, but also I'm Gretchen because obviously uh, I I never learned my lesson. <laughs> like, like literally, Gretchen never learned the lesson. She just continued to do whatever she was doing, just with a different group of people. Zero character growth. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> Zero growth. Wait. Here, let me pose another question. Which Sex and the City girl are we? Oh. Ooh, okay. Well. I, I'm Kim Cattrall because I'm the oldest. We're <laughs> not. I think we're the same age. Wow. Mm, no, I don't think so. <laughs> if, if if you were reading Onslaught when you were a child, we are not. The same age. <laughs> well, I I think Scott is definitely Miranda. Oh yeah, Scott Scott's definitely Miranda. Yes, the lawyer. Come on, lawyer and salty. And and so and so I think I think then that makes Jason um, uh, the brunette. What's her name? Charlotte. Charlotte. I'm Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. I was Charlotte growing up, and and because I was known as the innocent one when I was younger, but really? no longer. Really? <laughs> okay, well, I guess that makes me Carrie, but I feel like everyone's Carrie. There's not. Well, 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 because I mean, Carrie's the narrator, so everyone should feel somehow. Like connected. connected to her, so that way they're 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 related into the story. Um, but also, also, I'm usually the Samantha in a lot of my friend groups, and I'm like, I don't know why. I love it. I love I'm it. usually I'm usually Charlotte or or Carrie. Those are the two like I feel. But and Scott's just like, what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, like I, I I mean no no like I I I know who these characters are. I'm hip. Like, <laughs> I'm hip. You're 1999 hip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scott's like, I'm hip to 20 years ago. I'm hip to 20 years <laughs> Um. Well, before we go on in our conversation, why don't we talk about what everyone is dressed up as? And Scott, since you're so hip, why don't we kick off with you? Uh, I am the uh, one true uh, Shi'ar Emperor, uh, Gabriel Summers, Vulcan. Uh, currently living in the basement of the house on the moon. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, he's just, he's up there. He's vibing, uh, occasionally eradicating plant people, um, just doing his thing. <laughs> and, and the theme was villain. So yeah, one time villain. 
what a former villain um, with a heart of gold, uh, and by gold I mean pulsing rage fueled energy that is not going to come back to bite the X Men in the ass. Not at all. He is yeah. definitely not going to be a problem later. Definitely not. <laughs> the rumors of him being a duplicate right now. Do we think there's any weight to them? Because they haven't followed up on War of Kings. Is that that that's what it was called? Like in like a decade. Like I'm all for yeah. him being alive in the void because obviously Black Bolt came back. But like there isn't much substance in the actual text to suggest that that Vulcan is still alive, right? Or uh I mean like the the two theories were that there's two Vulcans. There's one who's resurrected on Krakoa and doing his thing and there's still the one the fall. The other one that you can kind of get from the text is that whatever those aliens were uh, who seemed to be connected to the cancer verse pulled him out and screwed with his mind and then he somehow made his way back but they never like explain entirely how he got back to earth and Krakoa and all of that so again will not come back to bite the x-men in the ass but um you know we'll see but it's, um, but like anytime anytime we talk about Vulcan and by we talk anytime like Scott posts about Vulcan or like I see him. I'm always reminded of like that TikTok, which I don't know what show it's from, but it's like, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. Because he's just like, he's like, as long as nobody look, is looking at me too hard, I'm just gonna keep eating the scrambled eggs and drinking beer and marks with you know, with my girls. Yeah, I mean, like he's he's the fun uncle who's just like like smoking at breakfast and like <laughs> you you just like you're cool with it. Like you don't know when he when he sleeps or like what he does, and he's he's sweating tequila and uh, you know has a child by Deathbird that nobody ever talks about, but like just out there, you know. I mean, I she are child hey, support. Remind me again. He had a child with Deathbird. I'm totally blanking on that. I remember them yes. hooking up. I don't remember the time. She- she was pregnant like right when he died and, oh, she, and yeah. she, was, she like went catatonic or something was like placed in like a healing tube or something yeah um, pregnant again oh oh she was in suspended animation because i remember a much more recent story after messiah complex where she finally had the kid oh she was yeah. saved in space by someone by an x-men yeah i want to say rogue but i'm not sure there's like there's a random group of x-men save her and the child from like a facility and then they just like go off and the child is just like never acknowledged again even though it's like a shiar royal and omega level mutant father it's just it's out there and that won't come back to bite them either so so now like charles and scott are kind of like in-laws like, yeah. like they're now in like part of like a bigger family because of um, his daughter with Lalandra. What's right. her name again? Zavi, Javi. Zandra, I thought was. Oh, Zandra. Oh, okay, okay, Zandra. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which, which was also in the whole. It, who's Cerise? Who, as we know, is one of my faves. Is yeah. like her nanny or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Demanda, who are you dressed up as? So, uh, sorry everyone that I needed to uh, take this off, but um, as far as like sitting down in front of like four lights, because yes, I brought my entire home studio <laughs> to the beach with me, um, so I was lit properly, um, but I needed to take my mask off, but I'm Fantasia, uh, little known, um, or 
underappreciated, should I say, underrepresented uh, villainous from the short-lived brotherhood when Toad was in charge. Um, hasn't really been seen much of since House of M. Uh, and also uh, kind of exciting is that through the crazy algorithm and like zeitgeist of X Twitter and uh, Instagram, uh, Mutant Musings podcast is actually posting and we're recording is going to be posting their Fantasia centric episode uh, tomorrow. So I don't know when this is going to be up, but uh, on Wednesday, and I'm going to be posting uh, my pictures I'm going to be taking tonight, tomorrow as well. And it's just got, it's so weird how like, sometimes like the like that happens where it's like people are all talking about one character and then all of a sudden it's like that's the thing that all of x twitter is talking about for a while so anyway um yeah uh jason even asked like what her powers were so she disrupts electrical currents which also includes superpowers and um whatever kind of her claim to fame is that she turned off cannonball's mutant power long enough for sauron to stab him through the chest and that's how we found out about externals um, which was a whole thing that happened <laughs> in the in the early nineties. Um, but uh, yeah, she's just cool. She's uh, pretty much just like a floating cape with uh, great hair. So work. I mean, she's absolutely nineties icon. I I can't believe she has fallen through the wayside. But I love what you said about X Twitter and X Gram, like having a collective consciousness. Cause like, I feel that all the time. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. we're all on like this weird wavelength when we're talking about characters. Yeah. And Cannonball being an external, that means that he can like live on forever. Like he can't die. Yep. But it's yep. been disproven already though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- that's, that's because they didn't know what to do. And I think Highlander, the people who wrote Highlander threatened to sue. Oh. Um, yeah anyways it was it was it was a weird choice uh and it just also was and it was just never handled properly i don't think they really had somewhere that they really wanted to go with it right away and so it was just kind of like this is a weird thing what are we doing again um because also like it was like tied back to apocalypse and uh celine and then, like, you know, Apocalypse with, like, the 12. And so they're like, well, are the 12 externals? And anyway, I just remember, like, reading all of these rumors on the internet back when the internet was young, and so was I. <laughs> well, so- also, the original rumor was Cable came back in time to find the one true external, which was Cannibal, and he found him. Yes. And then he suddenly switched his mission to stopping Apocalypse. Yes. Yeah. And then suddenly switched his mission for looking for baby Spalding. Yes. And, it, and that's and that's why Bishop, you know, came back in time as well. And yeah. and there were a couple of like weird clunky hints because again, I don't think that uh Rob Liefeld originally really knew what, what was going on because he was still a young writer and it was kind of whatever. But there's also a couple of like really heavy heavy-handed hints that it also uh, Cable could also be older Cannonball. Um, oh, it was mm-hmm. just kind of like it, you know, whatever. <laughs> it 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 all kind of worked out ish. But I mean, it's um, I'm trying to remember. I think it's on UncannyXmen.net where it's like a whole like dangling plot lines thread that they have uh, on their website where it just talks about like things that were like laid out, and then it's like, never mind. Sorry, my bad. I didn't. I didn't. Re- I don't remember writing this, and someone else like solved this a different way. LOL, JK. 
Jason, who are you tonight? Uh, I am half of my <laughs> Omega Red cosplay because putting on that makeup and wig is like a full hour and a half commitment. Um, mm, mm, it's also me. Oh, I mean, some of us are more committed than others. I know. Props <laughs> to you. Um, uh, it's the, also the only ex-villain I have currently in this apartment uh, because my Mr. Sinister is back at my parents' house. So um, I actually haven't worn it in such a long time. So it's fun to just put this part on. Well, you it's also I, it's also incredible, by the way. Oh, thank it you. Is, so it's, it's, it's so it's so incredible. Thank you. Just kind of football player ish right now. <laughs> football bad. One of my favorite memories is get, going into your apartment and raiding your closet and taking that and putting it on. <laughs> I love it. It was picture. like the first time we met. Yes. Within minutes of knowing him, he was raiding my closet and trying on my cosplays. <laughs> I mean, I. Mean, I I, I don't doubt that if, if Dayspring comes over to my house, uh, if and when he visits DC, that he's just going to be trying on all of my wigs yeah. that live on my wall. I would fucking die if I saw your wig collection. I literally oh. am like gagging right now. Uh, we're gonna put he wants, he wants a long red wavy wig like yeah. his god queen. Like god yeah, queen. Well, yeah. I mean, I have several red wigs because obviously I do all the summers women, so... <laughs> I, I was a bit more civil when I met Scott, though. With Scott, I was just like, let's get drunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that was basically it. And we we stopped all these, like, very confused Scarlet Witch cosplayers. It was at New York Comic Con, and I was I was Wonder Man. And it was just Dayspring asking them if, if they could get a picture with Simon. And these <laughs> poor girls had no idea who I was because they were all just, like, like WandaVision. So I'm I'm standing there like half drunk behind all these people going like this, and these girls are just like, okay, <laughs> horrible. I thought it would be funny if we took as many photos with Mr. Scott Free with Wanda's and posted them all over the internet. But what ended up happening is that no Wanda knew who he was, and then Mr. Scott Free just turns to me at like some moment in the night and goes. Only if people are over 30 are they going to know who Wonder Man is. And then just continues to walk ahead. And he was right. It was true. Like, all the all the creators were just like, oh, like, uh, artist Alec was like, oh, hey, it's like Wonder Man. And I'm just like, yeah. And was like, blanked by all the Scarlet Witches. Um, but no, like, we, we were fairly tame otherwise. We were um, fairly tame. We partied till, like, what, three in the morning? It was fun. <laughs> I would have probably just ran around yelling great pretender and they would have looked at me funny like what are you saying to me yeah because they haven't no one's read house of them yet <laughs> so we talked about what scared us as a kid we talked about our favorite x villain as a kid well except for you jason because your favorite x villain as a kid is the same as an adult well, it's not going to be a big surprise. Loyal, loyal stan of Mr. Sinister from a kid and today. Yes! Of course. Who else could it be? Um, and also, he's the best spooky time villain. Like, he literally is a glam rock 80s vampire um, rock star. So, yes, of course, he's Sinister. Um, yes, I think from the second I saw him on the 90s cartoon, um, I loved his voice. I loved the way he looked. And then I realized he's the single character thread that ties together every single one of my other favorite characters. Like he is the linchpin of the summer story. Um, and uh, 
without him, I wouldn't have several of my other favorite characters. So like, he is just that, that bitch to me. Um, and he's continued to be interesting over the years. Um, I love that he is competent. I love that he um, is a formidable foe. And then he's had his, his sassy years. He's had his, um, you know, um, different incarnations, including like Mrs. Sinister. I just think he's like a really relevant, he's stayed relevant throughout the years and he's just an awesome villain. But he, what, how do you feel about him going from like creepy geneticist to like over the top flamboyant villain? I like both, but I, I just wish that people remembered how powerful he is because technically we can go, we can have a whole podcast about this, but I would consider him in the top three telepaths uh, in the world along with, um, well, at that time, Emma and, and uh, Exodus and Professor X, but like everyone forgets how good of a telepath he is and that he's completely indestructible on a cellular level and that's never been brought up once on Krakoa. Um, he shouldn't have been afraid of, of Tarn because he would have just took him out like, like it was nothing. Um, so I don't mind him being sassy. What I do mind is that they forget that he uh, is so extraordinarily powerful. How do you feel about Zeb Wells writing him? Oh, I mean, I love it. I think that it's been my favorite book in such a long time. Um, and I, and I'm really sad that it's ending. And I hope that he has some kind of center stage role um, going forward, regardless of that book not continuing. Scott, Amanda, how do you guys feel about Mr. Sinister? <laughs> I love Sinister. I love him. I, I think I, I, I'm definitely enjoying like queer, sassy Sinister who gets in cape fights with Exodus. Like it's it, it it's sort of like to me, it's his natural progression of like, yeah, yeah, he was creepy, but he's like, I don't need to be creepy or like scary anymore. I can just be me. Um, <laughs> I no, I love it. I um but no, I mean Mr. Sinister, and I, I agree with Jason that you know, people forget that I mean, they've literally blown him up like three or four times, and he's like <laughs> just kidding like you can't you can't kill me um he's and, and and you know he shoots blasts that we don't know like where they came from he's super strong he you know can do all kinds of things because he's just played with his genetics so much that he literally can kind of do whatever he wants um and uh, yeah i think people do forget about that now Again, it also depends on uh, it just counterpoint to Jason is it depends on like what body he's in now, like him rebuilding these bodies. Does he give himself the same things every time or can he not because of, you know, whatever, also whatever the writers want to write, um, you know, at, at the end of the day. But I mean, Mr. Sinister is a super fun villain uh, because also he is like he is just evil. Like he like there's like that's it. There, there's no qualms about it. He's like, no, 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 I'm a terrible person. No, you love throwing up these things. He literally dug up his child to try to bring him back to life and yeah. figure out what happened to him and didn't tell his wife. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. super gross. I'm profoundly confused by his history after Powers of Ten because we see that there's like an island of sinister clones. And then is it the sinister we know that's a mutant with... Uh, Thunderbird's DNA spliced into him. Does that am I am I recanting his history correctly? Because I'm still thrown off by everything. 
I thought the sinister we mostly know from history is sinister A. And that's the sinister A is the one that Professor X and Magneto visited. But then at that very moment, he was taken out by a mutant clone, which I don't know what mutant power that clone has. And now House of, or excuse me, yeah, House of S powers of X going forward is this new um, variant mutant clone that took over. But I don't know at what point that was. Because I don't know when that point was that Magneto and Professor X visited him and asked them to be on his yeah, side. Agreed. Nobody knows agreed. what point was. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Because because also technically he died when uh, in um, uh, um, with, with, when when they got Rogue and Baby Spalding at like when Hope was still a baby. Oh yeah, during like, the complex. Yeah. Like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So so it's, it's like technically, technically he died then too. But that's when the female sinister started. Oh, yeah, 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 Miss Sinister, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's when, like, this whole, like, Sinister Protocols came into place. Right. There you go. Oh, yeah, and the, he did get his body back at some point with mm. uh, a story with X-23 and Dakin and Professor X. Yeah. Oh, Scott, what do you think of Mr. Sister? Uh, big fan. Uh, I really love in this era, they've let him be campy, but then there's still all the shady shit in the background. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Hellions has been one of the best books of this era. And, you know, the labs working with Arcade, just all of the the crazy stuff he's still doing. And like recently where there were like two Sinisters, like the one that he thought died and then that's afraid of Tarn and like it also gets back to like which sinister is which which one has like the mutant gene do they all now have the mutant gene going forward um or is it just like specific sinisters and a great villain um and like I I was really disappointed that he didn't pop up in X-Men number three with the high evolutionary Mm -hmm. because they have like a history um and the only bit of sinister we get in that is like the beginning quote is from sinister but otherwise there's like nothing even though the high evolutionary was like his graduate student i think oh I that's amazing yeah or or something like that like because the high evolutionary is supposed to be inspired by some of sinister's ideas and like they clash since then but yeah so like, I literally <laughs> bought the Marvel Legends High Evolutionary figure just so I can put it next to Sinister on the shelf. I mean, but, uh, yeah. And, and the, the thing is, you, you would think that Sinister would definitely want to take the time to just like throw it in the High Evolutionary space, being like, "You're my worst student." Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 just to give him some sass. Yes. Um, I would also say miss that opportunity. I can't talk about a character without talking about my cosplay history with them. So it's a, maybe a known fact to some people that when I started cosplaying, before I even touched a piece of foam in my life, before I was a foam smith, I made a Mr. Sinister cosplay, which is hideous. Um, and exactly 10 years to the day that I finished that one, I finished my new one, which to me is kind of like my my favorite accomplishment as a cosplayer is making that Sinister as like amazing as it came out for, for what I wanted it to look like. Um, so it's like a true 10 year challenge glow up. Um, and that means a lot to me too, that that just adds to how much I love the character. That's how I first got to know you. I went to some Halloween Kiki a year ago and they played a video and everyone was like, nerd alert, nerd alert. And it was you as Mr. Sinister. 
Yeah. And it was beautiful. And then, by the way, I don't know if I ever told you this, when I was talking to Larry Houston back in like April, we talked about your cosplay. And he was like, I need to set, I sent that to the voice actor who did Mr. Sinister because he looked so incredible. Yeah. That day that, that the voice actor showed up on my Facebook and just gave me like a two sentence compliment. And I was like, how did he find this? And I only found out this week when you told me, when you visited that it was Larry Houston that pointed him in that direction. Um, just like so heartwarming. I get, it makes my day when I get DMS of people like, is this you? And it's just like a comic book panel of sinister. And I'm like, that's me. Like to be, to be connected with that character now is, is amazing for me. Oh my God. Well, for, for Mr. Sinister though, like what's the, the one scene that's always going to epitomize him for me was during beyond good and evil. I want to say part one or part two where shard comes in and they're kidnapping Xavier and Mr. Sinister is like, who are you? And shards like a friend of Charles Xavier. And then Sinister blasts her as she does a backflip. Like that for me will always be like prime Sinister. Oh, he has so many good moments in that in that uh, in that show. So many, so many one-liners. Yeah. Uh Demanda, who's your favorite villain as an adult? My favorite villain. <laughs> I mean, I'm like any anyone who isn't real because in like re- real life there's already enough mm. terrible people um i mean i i, I think i like because again i i am almost 100 percent like i'm like 90 percent like x-men so like anytime someone asks me villains like that's like immediately where i go um so i, I mean i don't know like that like there's not really like villain villains and and like as soon as as soon as someone mentions someone else like oh yeah and they're really awesome too oh yeah and they're really awesome too i mean i i don't i don't know like it's it's hard for me to like pick one person to to kind of like want to talk about um but i mean i don't know i like i i I like them all i like i like everyone equally It's. It, I want to pick I mean, Destiny for you because when it's, now when I think of Destiny, I think of you. Oh, I, so. oh, oh my! I, I can't reach it right now, but I actually brought my, I have my Destiny T-shirt here too, so I'm gonna wear it tomorrow on my drive home. Um, I I do need to do like a legit Destiny, um, like classic with like her boob window with like the mask that I won't be able to see through because what do I like? A dumb headpiece. Dumb headpiece. <laughs> <laughs> couture, couture headpieces. Um, but, but, so, but also speaking of dumb headpieces to get it out of, out of X-Men, I also really like the Enchantress. Hmm. She also has a dumb headpiece and you she's, look- she's also kind of fun where she's also like towed the line of like, she's a villain. She's not a villain. Um, she totally shacks up with Thor for a while. Um, I was not super happy about the fact that they took a lot of the Enchantress's um, sort of uh, like little things that are like telltale Enchantress, including using the word enchantment and put it into Sylvie in the Loki series. And I'm like, oh, so this is the MCU version of Enchantress. Womp, womp, womp. Um, <laughs> Like, even though I like Sylvie, don't get me wrong, I like Sylvie, but I'm like, oh, so this means that I'm probably not going to get, like, a real, like, Enchantress. Um, I hope we do. I hope we do get a real Enchantress. I feel like she, from what I've heard from our favorite video, our YouTuber, Grace Randolph, 
was that she was an amalgamation purposely to test the waters mm. for a character. Oh, like interesting. I, I, I also really like the Enchantress because I, I also, so um, many years ago, again, we're all nerds here, so we can talk nerd shit. Um, so I have a group of friends that I am, I've been friends with for over 10 years, and we all met on the forums of uncannyxn.net. And one of the things that we used to do on that is we played what they called the betrayal game. It was sort of like a murder mystery uh, game that we would play on the forums. And it was super fun as role playing. So it's like you, the person who was in charge of the game, like picked a theme and people picked characters that made sense for the theme. And so it was my turn to finally host one. I was the enchantress doing a, a like an American Idol style singing competition because she was still mad at the fact that Dazzler like beat her and she wanted to be a celebrity. Um, and it, it, was, it was super fun and super stupid. But I, I love the fact that like the enchantress also, even though she was sort of a god, it like fell more in like the Norse and Roman mythologies of like, she's still like, jealous and terrible and mean and she's like no you she's like no you did this to me so fuck you i'm i'm gonna like come after you just just because i want to not because of like any grand scheme or like it's gonna get her you know anything it's just no i don't like you so i'm gonna be mean to you um anyway yeah i like okay. her it's a very fair 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 villain Scott, what about you? Um, it's like it's tough. I mean, if we're talking just like X Men specifically, um, probably Nimrod. Mm. Um, just because, like, with with the mutant villains, like we were talking about earlier, there is a tendency for them to either be like not redeemed, but for the X Men to sort of come to like an understanding with them. It's like you cannot reach an understanding with Nimrod and like it's it's the ultimate sort of just like threat and even even like the current nimrod in the current run is like super threatening you know when mystique infiltrates the orca station he just goes oh yeah that's a mutant and then they all just start like unloading on mystique like there's no negotiating there's no rationalization like nimrod is there to eradicate mutants um and like that's i mean that that's like just a very threatening villain um i love exodus as well um he's he's theatrical he's over the top like he's a 900 year old frenchman with a giant cape um daddy with his cape daddy with his cape and um, wings and wings um you know like like it's it's apocalypse is sort of survival of the fittest without any of like apocalypse's kind of like vaguely redeeming like you know bits it's just like he's he's kind of he's a religious nut who is a mutant and now he's kind of starting his own mutant religion on Krakoa you know with those kids and just like like there's a lot of shit going on there and this is another one of these things where it's just like, hey, maybe you should pay more attention to Exodus, um, because that's going to come back. One of the council members that hasn't gotten significant plot time. No, uh, I know. Like, there's some 
theory is that like he's the one who killed Wanda because he wears like a white cape and has been preaching to children against Wanda. But oh. we'll see. Hmm. He's still on the council in Inferno. And yeah. Inferno is after the trial of Magneto. Um, like general Marvel villains, Doctor Doom. Um, like you don't get any more just like theatrical over the top. Uh, you know, Doom is Doom. Uh, and Doom will do whatever Doom wants to do and always talks about Doom because that is what Doom does. <laughs> and is it Doom or is it a Doom bot? Because that's... <laughs> like he's just... Does does Doom even know? Yes, yeah. Doom knows. <laughs> I love Hawkeye like slept with a Doom bot Wanda and of course Hank McCoy, the stupidest person in the Marvel Universe, didn't even know he was talking to a Doom bot when he met with Wanda. Same <laughs> agenda. Yeah, a big beast, beast hated, un- unintentional villain. Yeah. <laughs> 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 is that is that going to be your answer, Day Spring? Is Beast? Is it Beast? <laughs> no, I, I want to give a more profound answer, but I mean, yes, like Beast, fuck him. He's like the greatest villain of like the fucking Xbox. But I'm actually going to say Dark Phoenix, and not because I love our God. Surprise, 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 surprise. <laughs> but there's this scene in, I think it's called No More Humans which is um, where like the humans are the ones that disappear and the mutants are the ones that stay. And it was like written by Mike Carey and it was an original graphic novel. But in it, Storm faces off of an alt-world Dark Phoenix. And Dark Phoenix looks at Storm and says, tears, Windrider, for me, really. And then Storm replies saying, Gene, every time we thought you found peace, here you are in turmoil. And, and adult Gene was dead at the time. So in, in terms of villains as an adult, where I appreciate it, I'm going to say Dark Phoenix because I think Dark Phoenix had such an emotional impact on the X-Men in a way that no other villain can like ever touch. And we saw that in X-Men Legends 2 when we had the, the comic book mission where Xavier says it was the darkest chapter in like X-Men history. And Jean Grey overrun by the Phoenix. And also like during AVX, when Cyclops was like, listen, when the Phoenix came, we were young, we were unprepared. I mean, listen, I don't agree with that statement at all. However, I understand what he's saying in that they were, it was a loss of innocence with Dark Phoenix. So mm, shocking. I'm going to say Dark Phoenix to everyone on this chat right now. Not- I mean, you're so right. I feel like the Phoenix... Aura has been diluted over time with kind of bad storytelling and failed attempts at the movies. But when you go back, I mean, of course, she was, that was the quintessential villain story. Well, and, and, well, and I was, I mean, you know, when you sent us the questions, like, I was also going to say Madeline, but like, Madeline's not a villain. She's more of a victim of circumstance and abuse and trauma than she is a villain. So, which, you know, kind of like what I was talking about earlier, where it's like, a lot of the X-Men's villains are not villains, but they're antagonists. Like something happens where their goals do not match what the X-Men's goals are. And so they clash over the fact that they don't have the same goals. Cause there is a difference between being a villain and being an antagonist. Uh, Cause you know, I'm not a Harry Potter person, um, but 
like the example that that I would use would be like Professor Snape. Snape is not a villain, but he is definitely an antagonist in that book. Like his goals and his what he does in in his motivations in the story do not meet what other characters do. So he is in the way, and he is an obstacle uh, typically in like in the stories. So it it's it, that's why it's hard for me to like talk about like X Men villains because I'm like, well, they're not like villains <laughs> like that like they're not they're not like Thanos no you bring up a great point with that and I think it was the Leewalds who said this when we interviewed them uh last year they said something to the effect of like it was important for us to introduce something like the Sentinels and the U.S. government which are villains which are trying to oppress mutants however when you get to Magneto Magneto is not supposed to be a villain because he just has a different perspective and he may not be wrong. Same with Madeline. Madeline may not be wrong in her vendetta against, you know, the Now, killing her kid and sacrificing her child. Yeah, yeah girl. (laughs) (laughs) But she was possessed by a demon at the time. Like, you know, as one is. As one is. As one is. But um, we've all been there, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, listen, it's it's Tuesday, right? You know. Uh, I I I give an honorable mention to to Cassandra Nova, who is oh. also pretty irredeemable. Like, there's not a lot going on there where you can be like, oh, well, you know, maybe like let's resurrect her. Uh, <laughs> no. Also, no. like. <laughs> Uh, for for Grant Morrison for traumatizing me for seeing that scene where like the uh, I think it's like fetus Charles is like kills her in the womb and that was some like yeah that was some shit (laughs) here's a question that Jordan D. White asked me and I'm going to pose it to you guys is Cassandra Nova a mutant I don't know. I, I and, and he didn't have an answer. The X office doesn't have an answer for it. I don't have an answer for it. But she, had know, telep- she has telepathic powers, doesn't she? But did she recreate her body after she died? And and a lot of people are under the impression that was a symbolic death, like it was a psychic death. So it's up in the air. So 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 technically, from what again, again, I read those books a long time ago and you know, whatever, but technically I believe that she died in the womb, mm-hmm. but she survived as a psychic echo, psychic ghost, much like a malice type yeah. character um, who then created her, her body again from Charles's DNA and yeah. also stole like trash DNA. Uh, you know, you know, whatever. So, um, again, so, so yeah, I mean, like, the point is kind of valid where it's like, well, because she recreated her body from Charles, did she gain the powers because she got Charles? Or is her mutant power a part, of, like, like a malice where it's because she's the psychic echo, yeah. you know, and, and, and are, are, those, are those her powers? I would say because Charles is, you know, like, the, the number one like a level mutant, you know, the Omega of the Omegas, as far as, you know, as far as telepaths go, I would assume that his twin sister who shares the closest match of DNA and survived him murdering her in the womb is probably a a, a mutant. Like I would say she's 
I would say that she's classified as such um, because she, and again, how does a psychic echo then create a body for itself without some sort of like other powers? So she was the main antagonist in X-Men Red and she was so against, you know, Jean and her cause that like, I feel she has to be a mutant. You know what I mean? Like, I was thinking about the times that she used to kind of hide in the corner of Astonishing X-Men and she was like talking to Emma. Like, has anyone, does she even have a real body or is she always so, kind so of there? Two, so two things. Number one, if I remember correctly, her original appearances in Grant Morrison's run, she still believed that the world was the womb in which she and Charles were the only two actual real people. Yep. So that's why she was fine with just like killing people. She's like, whatever, they're not real. It's just me and Charles. We're the only two real people. So first of all, so she's a psychopath. Um, <laughs> number two, in Astonishing, I don't believe that was ever Cassandra. I thought that though that all of those characters were the echoes of Emma's own brain. Yeah, so mm. it, it's weird. It was never really specified, but yes, demanded to what you were saying. It was Emma's trauma that was showing why does she survive Genosha? Because Cassandra Nova says she would make a secondary mutation for her, which was mm-hmm. Emma Psyche. However, Kitty was going after stuff. And at the end of Brent Morrison's new X-Men, they had written that Cassandra Nova was stuck in stuff. And in the future, that would be in Here Comes Tomorrow, that would be, oh, what was her name? Ernest. So yeah, so when Kitty grabs stuff out of Astonishing X-Men, we can assume that was, that was, oh, oh, wait, now I'm remembering. It was Cassandra Nova, when Emma put her in stuff, there was like a little psychic spark that implanted itself in Emma, but it wasn't actually Cassandra Nova. Does that make sense? Wow. Also, do you want to say right now, it's comic books. Yes. I was just going to say, <laughs> I was listening to a podcast with you two yesterday at the gym and you said, every time something doesn't make sense, drink till it does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just drink, drink for trying to make sense. All right. So we are doing the Fleer Ultra 96 Halloween cards and we are starting with, who are we starting with, Jason? Your favorite beast. <gasps> um, so we're playing Bopper Flop, which in, in is my version of a boot or toot. So bop if it's like amazing. There's only two two votes you can do. Or flop if it was like completely horrible. So like, is he supposed to be like Dr. Frankenstein? Is that what this is? No, he's Aber- Ab- Ab- uh, uh, invented ben, lightning. Ben Franklin. Thank you. Invented oh, electricity. Ben Franklin. Oh, he's Franklin. Franklin. Well, I'm glad I- someone went to law school. <laughs> no, it's smart here. I thought he had a theater degree. He's a kite. Hollow. He has a kite. Come on. But he he also looks menacing. So that's why I say, uh, that's why I say Dr. Frankenstein. So then that means if I don't know what your costume is, flop. Also, Dr. Frankenstein would have been perfect. And that's a missed opportunity. So uh, I feel like Beast would be someone kind of smart, though, like one of his heroes. I might say Bob. I I appreciate his choice. Really? Yeah, I don't mind this one. But why does he look so maniacal? Exactly. It's to be he, Halloween-y. he looks like menacing. Now, granted, Benjamin Franklin was kind of a gross old man. <laughs> so that lines up. 
By the way, I totally now, of course, see Ben Franklin with the electricity and the kite and everything. Well, again, I, I, with the electricity, that's why I was like, oh, is this Dr. Frankenstein? <laughs> okay. Wait, Scott, uh, what did you say? I mean, you know, like, I, I, I respect the Ben Franklin look. I mean, you know, great founding father. Beast makes it a little creepy. A little bit. A little bit. That's a creepy look. Uh, but I'm going to give it a was it bop? I'm gonna give it a bop. Bop. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give it a flop. Naturally. So split down the middle. Split down the middle. Split down the middle. All right. Our next one. Storm mm. as a witch. That's a flop for me. Like, first of all, Storm would never. Never. Like, that's she also just, just her normal outfit. Like, mm. she didn't change at all. Like, she she grabbed a witch's hat and yeah. and a broom. Yeah. Like. First of all, if Storm is going to dress up in a costume, she number one, Storm would be like, "What are we doing? Can I just can can, can I just show up? Like, I don't feel like I need to do anything. Like, I just don't. I don't feel like Storm would. And, and maybe it's because I I like wrap so much of like what I feel of Storm with with Dax that it's just like Dax like I'm already here. I'm already Storm. And Storm's like I'm already here. I'm already me. I don't no. feel like I need to do anything else. I know. I think. Storm would have understood the assignment and went did way more than this. I think that well, this is not doing her justice. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's it's a flop for me. I'm yeah, gonna say flop. I, she she either would not have done anything and said Storm is enough, um, or given like one of those over the top '90s cartoon speeches about how like she is the master of the winds and everything, and had like a much better <laughs> costume. So this is a flop for me. Yeah, it's a hardcore flop. Like, Beast has more of a presence in his card than she does here. And I'm sorry, no. Flop. All right, we're in agreement. Next yeah. one. Psylocke has God. God. For the same reason, flop. She would have had so much fun with this. And I don't understand why she's wearing her normal costume underneath. Such a lack of originality. I'm sorry. She yeah, looks I mean, good. she looks sexy, but not for the costume. This, I mean, this first, is, first, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm offended by this. Like <laughs> this, so I'm offended on like multiple levels. Number one, like the TNA of Psylocke in like her usual like TNA costume with oh, I'm wearing an apron. Oh no! And I, again, I feel like Betsy would either, it, the same thing as Storm, either one would be like, ugh, I'm above this. Like, I'm going to go drink, like, my tea and meditate in the other room. Or she would be like, nope, okay, we're doing a costume. Let's do a costume. Again, change your costume, Mimi. Like, she would, like, have a full, like, nonsense. Again, she grew up as a, a, a rich, land-owning, uh, um, like person with a title in England, like she knows how to dress up for a freaking party. And so, she's like, a member of the Hellfire Club. Yeah, so she knows like, what a masquerade is like. Yeah, like she, like she would like this, this like half-assed. Oh, I threw a, an apron on, and so like so the second part of me being offended is just like what a lazy artist to do this. Yeah. Like what a lazy artist. Like that is garbage. Anyway, I'm I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Flop. 
I mean, you know, like first, first you steal that poor woman's body, and then like you can't even like make an effort, just flop, flop, <laughs> yeah, flop. I when I first saw this card, I would not say flop because like sexy maids were like big costumes in like the nineties, but. Like, there's nothing in this card to suggest that Psylocke is wearing this, like, ironically. Like, she has this weird passive pose in it. Like, is she afraid to clean? Is she being attacked? I don't know. I I am going to go with Flop. But, like, when I first saw the card, maybe because it was holographic, I didn't dislike it. But now I'm like, hmm. I think I remembered loving it as a kid. But looking back, no. It's just, it's a big no. All right. Anyways, bye. Bye, bitch. Rogue. Oh God! As a sexy vampire. <laughs> oh my God! Demanda's face. No, I mean I get it actually. So like, she is like a psychic vampire. I mean, like you know, she steals people's stuff. It's clever. At least it's something different. Um, so I, I'm not going to judge her the same way. I'm going to say Bop because I, I like what she did. So I don't hate her being a vampire. I think that's actually like kind of a smart thing. And the thing is that Rogue is not someone that I think is going to think too hard about a costume. Like she's, she's, she did, uh, let's all face it. She did not graduate high school. Like she did not. <laughs> she did. Um, but at the same time. She was going to trashy time. frat boy Halloween parties as a kid. And this is what she would have wore. Uh, yeah, well, and, and, and the thing is that, yeah, yeah. Like she, she I mean, do you know what? Okay. To be honest. This is probably what Rogue is like, oh, I read the vampire Lestat. I read the first three pages. Like, sure, <laughs> this is what vampires look like. Um, but I just I just don't like the fact that it's like so overly sexual because I also feel like Rogue, even though she's sexy, like Rogue is a sexy character and she definitely owns her sexuality. I just don't feel like Rogue would still show that much skin for a costume party. What's that little pink triangle? It makes it very swimsuit. Yeah, like, I don't get that part. And, and, and then, so wearing her green headband, like she right. would, she would do better. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna give it a bop, but just like, like Raven and and Raja, it's like you just like you, it, it met expectations. Sure. Oh my god, like, I love Amanda. I love when you say met expectations. Like that is <laughs> your performance review. I love it. <laughs> yes, just met expectations. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott. Uh, I- Nobody in the Marvel Universe, except for Blade and like Union Jack, deals with vampires more than the X-Men. She's like, she she's fought Dracula. She's fought all these vampires. They're all these like pasty ass, like, you know, very all black and everything. It's like, this is not what a vampire dresses like. And I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's a flop. Wow. Wow. She's she's met Dracula. Like, does Dracula dress like this? No. She should know better, yeah. 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 In accurate costuming. Mm. Paul? Final verdict? Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Um, wait, let me take it from the top. Um, I don't know. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm gonna give it a bob. I think she looks cute. It's kind of like Vampirella. It's kind of like Elvira. I think the little pink thing, little pink triangle is a little Black Widow kind of, I don't know. I 
I'm gonna give it to her. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Bob. But like especially if we're grading on a curve, she didn't do bad, like compared yeah. to Yeah. You know, she met the assignment. How about yeah, exactly what Demanda says? Met expectations. She she, she she met expectations. She she showed up to the party and Storm looked at her and she's like, What are you? And she's like, I'm a vampire. Duh. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. All right, next. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Xavier as a wizard. <laughs> oh my this, God. Is, this is the worst picture of Xavier that I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. The this art is, doing is so bad. Justice. The art is really bad. Yeah, the the art the art is not. It, I mean, it's 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 so comical. Like it, but but also an airbrush. Charles oh, would totally wear this costume in his <laughs> wheelchair. With the stupid hat and be like, I'm a wizard. And everyone would be like, okay, Charles, sure. Again, they're relating to his powers. They're trying to make him, you know, I don't know. It I mean, it is is it a great costume? No, but would Charles wear it's like especially if we're talking like original Charles in like the 60s comics? Oh yeah, he would totally have worn this. Yeah. 100 percent Um, I mean, it's a terrible costume, but it. It, I mean, it, it's it's so dumb. Sure, I mean, I'll, again, I'll give it a bop just because it's like, yeah, Charles would wear that. He totally would. It's kind of giving me, um, what's that little wizard from Super Mario Brothers, like, three? That used to, like, oh, shoot, yeah. shoot oh. shapes at you? He, he has a wand. Oh, I'm forgetting yeah. his name. It begins with K. Oh, but yes. Yeah, it looks a lot like him. Okay. So is that a bop or a flop? Uh, I'm going to say bop. But just barely, just okay. barely about Scott. Uh, so many thoughts. Um, <laughs> like, uh, well, if I was Doctor Strange, I'd be offended. But uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, for for Charles, like, it's a good effort. If it's like you know, goofy '60s Charles, this is good. If it's like '90s, vaguely sinister Charles, like. There's going to be some horrible magical attack on the X Men stemming from this. So, uh, you see, made a deal with Mephisto or something. So, so yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll give it Bop, Bop. I'm I'm gonna go with Bop as well, also because of the Once and Future King, where Xavier does see himself as Merlin and um, sort of like this. Oh, that is very true. So I will, give, yeah. I, I will give him a Bop for that. But I mean, like. It's a lame costume. Like, yeah, oh, it's <laughs> super lame. So lame. Of course, your professor would wear that at like a party. Right. Oh, I forgot um, about this one. Wolverine as a pirate. As a butt pirate. Like, oh my God, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, I mean, I mean, it's just like, well, first of all, the fact that Wolverine thinks that wearing an eye patch makes people not recognize him is is ridiculous. I didn't even think about that. It's basically <laughs> a patch. He like put it's together like, some of his patch costume. Like yeah. he literally is like, I'm gonna put on a tricorn hat. Now, granted, did he put in a little more effort than say some of the other characters uh, you know, that we've seen at this quote Halloween party? Sure. But also it's like, I don't know, it's like Wolverine, sure. If, if, if you want to be a pirate today, but I'll, Wolverine, I'll, I'll he kind of has three options though. He's either going to be a samurai, 
he's going to be um, a pirate or he's going to be a cowboy. Like the, I feel like those are his three go-to <laughs> and he's just on his pirate cycle. I mean, you're not, you're not incorrect. Like you're not incorrect. That is 100% what he would do because he, he I mean, I also feel like Wolverine is uh, a person who's like lazy costuming. And like the fact that he's like, it seems like he's fully into it. Whereas like some of the other characters don't seem as into their costumes. Like Wolverine is just like, I put on a cowboy hat. I'm a cowboy. Where's the beer? Like, I feel like that would be Wolverine at a party. Or he's like, he's like I put on an eye patch and a tricorn hat. I'm a pirate. Where's the beer? Um, so, I mean, I guess, again, I guess for Wolverine, like, it's a bop, but also I still don't like it. <laughs> Same bop, but I don't love it. Yeah. Scott? I mean, he he probably killed somebody in Madripoor <laughs> and took that from them. So yeah. that's one thing. On the other hand... Uh, he's not dressed up as a samurai uh, in a very sort of culturally insensitive sort of weeb thing he's got going on. So, you know what? I'll give him a bop. It's a good effort. I'm going to give him a flop. He looks too into it. I expected more from Logan. This is just no, absolutely not. So it, it honestly would have been better had he literally just like had a deadpan look on his face patched tricoin hat with a beer in his hand yeah. like that like that would have been more wolverine to me i would have liked it exactly i would have liked him been like i'm dressed up as a fucking pirate what else do you want from me like he just looks too happy doing this but, but so. also what, what would have been better for this image and you know obviously you know these cards are so old but like if if you would have been dressed up with a pirate hat a patch and a beer in his hands and like Jubilee is like in like full pirate regalia being like, yeah, I'm a pirate. Whereas yeah. like I mean, my dad dress up too. And he's just like, mm, I'm yeah, here. I agree. I agree. One hundred percent on that. <laughs> All, All right. right. Oh, sorry. Hang on. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, fingers right next. All right. Gambit. As oh God. A cowboy. A, a gambler or a cowboy. I don't know because he has like the the fringe on the. On Why the does it look like he's wearing a wig? Like I, I don't know. I, I guess oh, I'm on oh, my phone. I like can't see the wig. Picture yeah. that well. The wig. The wig is bad. He's still wearing his costume underneath. He still has. Why are there balloons? On. Why Wait, is there is kids' like, party balloons? Yeah. Is this like a child's birthday party? Has he crashed a child's birthday party? Also, yes. he's blowing up the coins. You know, definite definite flop. Gambit should have been the guy that was like how do I find the sexiest circuit boy costume and literally find a way to like be in underwear and, and a harness and ears. And he chose to do this instead. I, it's not, no. Plus, New Orleans has the best Halloween parties like in the U S he would have done something so much better. This is a major, major flop. Flop. I agreed. Uh, yeah. I mean, it looks like it's just like Gambit and like Reno. Like this is not like, this is a flop. <laughs> this is not a costume. Fringe. <laughs> the fringe. Demanda, official word? Oh, flop. flop. So yeah. Bye, bitch. Sorry, Gambit. Cyclops as Elvis. All right. This is the one I wanted to talk about. Come on now. Um, he's so adorable. I'm so sorry. This is so charming. Um, I don't think that Cyclops, I don't think that Scott Summers is clever enough to come up with this costume on his own, which is why I don't believe it. So either someone picked it for him, uh, cause I don't, he's not this fun. 
Um, but it's so fun. It's so fun and charming and quirky. Um, I just don't believe that he picked it himself. No. He looks great. He looks fantastic. Uh, just, just like we talked about in the Hellfire Gala. Yes. Gene and Emma had a conversation <laughs> and decided this is what he was going to wear. And he just stood there like a meat puppet and let whoever put the clothes on him. He was like, sure. Okay. Whatever. I was trying to think about if he actually did choose his own costume, it would be the most bargain basement spirit Halloween store, like boring costume. It'd be like a skeleton onesie pajamas or something. No, he he would totally dress up as a pilot. Oh, something he already had in his closet. Yeah, he would totally dress up as like a pilot. But because of that, because I, it makes me smile so much, and it's it's look at him, look at that face. How could you not love that face? That little he smile. It's a definite bop. It's a definite bop for me too. And like I, I believe he rented this costume. I feel he's owning it. I love that. Like that, he is the king for me. Yeah, bop, bop, king. bop, king. Uh, I mean, I you know, I'm gonna give Eddie Cyclops thing a bop, but. Um, one, this is a great idea for a costume, just Cyclops as Elvis. I'm gonna file that away. But <laughs> um just yeah, no, like like this this is good execution. Did not pick it out himself. Uh he's you know, if he did if he came up with his own costume, it would probably just be like, Oh, hey, look, I'm like Wolverine and hold some like forks <laughs> or something. So I'm, you know, I'm gonna give it to him. Um good. Yeah. I'm going to give Gene a bop for picking this out. There you go. There we are. All right. Next one. Iceman as the snowman. Oh my God. Again. Okay. Listen, Halloween is gay Christmas. If anyone's going to pick a good costume, it's going to be a gay man. I don't even care if you're closeted. This is two on the nose. No major flop. What the heck was he thinking? Here's the thing. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. The thing is, he was so buried deep in the closet that he's like, oh, guys, I need to like look like a fat person. But it's like, no, this is when like the closet queers are like, this is when I'm going to wear my Rocky Horror eyeliner and I pull the go-go boots that I've been hoarding for the past two years, like out. Like, this is, this is bad. Like, Bobby, no. Like, I, I know you're trying to like hide how hot you are underneath all of that and like how queer you are, but like, that's that's terrible. That that's a flop. Yeah, flop. Flop. Yeah, uh, flop. I mean, I get it. He was closeted at this point, but like, where's the bulge? Where's the ass cheeks? <laughs> like, like, is it even Halloween? This is, this is disappointing. <laughs> is this even Halloween? This is, this is Christmas. The name of his mm. memoir. <laughs> Colossus as a vampire. I thought it was Mr. Sinister. Literally, it could have been Mr. Sinister. Yeah. Why is he also a vampire? (laughs) Also, Colossus would not. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Like, he would would be carrying around, like, his palette and his brush and, like, a bandage over his ear being, like, I'm Vincent Van Gogh. Or, like, Bob Ross. Like, like, no. This, first of all, I don't, I just don't, I, I don't buy it. And I think that's why I don't like it. Like, I just don't buy this costume. Like, I, cause I, I don't think that he would have like had anybody pick one out for him. I don't feel like he would have, I think he just would have been like, cause he's just like, you know, that simple farm boy who also didn't grow up with holidays. 
Yeah. Holidays down there. You kidding me? They have the biggest Halloween down there ever. Oh no, I'm sorry. You grew up in Russia, not in the South. Sorry. sorry. Yes. (laughs) And let me take a sip. You're like, ah. Yeah. No, I. I, It's a great. I I like the art. He looks sexy. The art looks good, but I'm calling it a flop just because I. This is to me so far the least believable costume. Like I just don't feel like Colossus would ever wear that. I. I'm going to give it a bop because I think this is Colossus who just came back from the Acolytes whose sister just died and he's trying. He's trying to do like what American Halloween is. And I don't know. I feel sorry for him in this. I feel so bad for him. So I'm going to give it a bop. Also, Halloween should be a day when you get to be something you're not normally are. And I feel like this is the furthest from his like sweet little, you know, Russian farm boy boyishness so he went out of his realm to like be something different so that's a bop i'm gonna just base it off the art because i like the way that card looks and it's giving me sinister vibes so yeah it's a bop all right mr scott free uh, i mean you know it's 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 a bop he grew up in the soviet union they did not have halloween i mean <laughs> what, like what is he's not gonna show up as like lenin or something i mean this is good <laughs> Um, you know, also extra step, like the man is like seven foot five and like 400 pounds that is custom made. You cannot buy that off the rack. So extra points. Okay. So I'm still, I'm still, I'm not changing my mind from a flop because I don't believe it. However, I would definitely fuck Colossus as, (laughs) as a vampire. 100%. We say that every episode. Yes. I am making out with that piotter at this party like that yes. is happening big agree on that <laughs> all right next oh that's it that's it oh uh, oh so we're gonna we're gonna do pick one x-men and pick what their halloween costume would be uh maybe one that wasn't here or we can redo one from here but i thought of mine so i can go first okay, it is yeah, the please. absolute perfect costume for the perfect x-men character i want to see mr sinister as Dr. Frankenfurter, because you know he would be feeling the makeup. He would be feeling those high heel boots. I'm talking about the, the mad scientist from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. But I yeah. will only let Sinister do it if he gets to pick a Summers, any Summers, to be that golden boy. Uh, to Rocky be Rocky. Boy. It could be Havoc. It can be X-Man. Oh and my anyone God. Like, to be Havoc is Rocky. Oh I mean... Ideally, Cyclops would be Rocky um, and follow him around all night. Oh, that would be a dream come true. But new Krakoa Sinister would be living as Dr. Frankenfurter. Yes. Yes. Full, 100. Full of, 100. I, want, full of I want someone to do fan art of that. Like, I tried to look for it. It doesn't exist yet. Someone paint Sinister in that costume. <laughs> I actually believe that there is a fan art somewhere of Sinister as... Rocky or as Rocky Horror and Gene and Cyclops as uh Janet and Brad. I oh. think I think that exists somewhere on the internet. I'll, I'll have to I'll have to uh, look up an, an Alta Vista and send yeah. that to you. Uh, I but yeah, I, I, I think that exists somewhere. <laughs> uh, Amanda, um, I um, I feel like. Emma for a Halloween costume would like go full Stepford wife yeah. and like 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 the cardigan mm-hmm. over like the over like the dress with like the full skirt to to be but she would still have like 
her like hellfire got like her hellfire suit underneath where so like if she bent over a little too far in her dress and you saw her crinoline you would see like the garter is attached to the stockings that had the the seam down the back of her legs like she would do like a little like a subvertive 50s housewife Hmm. like she'd be like yeah look at me with my tray of cookies and then she's like oh and by the way i'm still gonna fucking top you later (laughs) wow I love. Do you that. think that Emma? You don't think Emma would just go like lingerie and ears, like very mean girl style? No. You think she no. put more she, effort she, into it? She's yeah, yeah. She, number one, I think she'd put more effort into it, and also she's like, that's expected, darling. Like we need to do, we need to do a little, a, a little something extra. I also think Emma's so educated; she might be like a deep cut, like a character that no one's really thought of before that she would be like a yeah, maybe. But still, yeah, I can see the fifties housewife, but like maybe a. Like she would be like, I love Lucy or something. Yeah, she might do like a direct reference to something, yeah. like 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 a book, and people would be like, oh yeah. Like, do you know what? I bet she would dress up as um, the the fifties housewife from the hours, and when people oh, like, oh, fifties housewife, yeah. and she's like, no, I'm this character from the hours, yes. who is a fifties housewife. Nicole Kidman. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, Juliana uh, Juli- uh, Juli- Moore. Julianne yes. Moore played played the fifties housewife in the hours. I okay, I love it. The hours. Yeah. Uh, Scott, who would you? Who, who, which X Men do you think would dress up for Halloween? Um, I think reluctantly North Star, uh, <laughs> but he would be forced into it by Kyle, yes. um, and it would just be like it would either be like basic gay Halloween where it's just like oh it's like a harness and like a harness look, and a jockstrap. Yeah, look, I'm you know like. Magneto or something and or um <laughs> or it would be something like over the top like Priscilla Queen of the Desert um <laughs> with no in between no yeah, I would love to see North Star since drag. they're proud since they're proud Canadians I would think that they would do like full like RuPaul's Drag Race Canada and they would like Ooh. do like two like two queens like like if like North Star it would do Priyanka and Lemon yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and then they have a full production number to like their new single that just dropped. Yes. Because that's obviously the gap right now. Love is, it. Is the song. They would be very on trend like right now. Like they'd be very TikTok yep. relevant right now. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. I also feel like Kurt would do Kurt would be like the priest from like Midnight Mass, but it wouldn't be fun. Oh <laughs> God, yes. I love Midnight Mass. I gotta watch it. Um, what's the what's the one the sexy pope? You could also be him. Yeah, oh, the, yeah the young pope or whatever. The young pope. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Kitty Pride would be Sydney Prescott. <laughs> that is so perfect. I think Forget Me Not would be Dewey, and I think Emma would be Gail Weathers. <laughs> right. Oh, my. really good. First of all, that would be. So- so, so good. I love it. And the group. thing is that, he, and even though Ilyana is not, again, a huge fan of Halloween as someone who grew up in a hell dimension, but I think she would dress up as Tatum just to like, just like appease Kitty. Yes, absolutely. But, 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 but she would do full like dead Tatum, like hanging from the garage door. Yes. And then like have a little smirk on her face and everything. Yes. yes. No, Mr. Scary Man. I want to be in the sequel. <laughs> and then she'll whip out her soul sword. Mm. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. All right. Kleneskani. Why do I picture I picture Kitty Pride being like Ruth Gator Ginsburg? 
Oh yeah, she would probably do that too. She would do that too. Oh kitty. Or like she'd go as like AOC. I don't know. She'd be like political or something. She probably would. And Emma would be like, why are you so scary? And she's like. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We do have some listener questions. Oh, we do. Yeah, we have a lot, actually. So I have to kind of like be judicious here because we're going on two hours. So our first listener question comes from Captain to Michael, who asks, do you all like polar bears? Again with this, this is the second yeah. time I've been asked this, and I still think well, it's a, I think it's a ruse of a question. I, I and I, I think it's from him usually who asks them. Yeah, um, he loves polar bears. He's obsessed with polar bears. Listen, Scott is active in the leather community, so <laughs> what, tell me what Sorry, you think of when you think of phone. tell me what you think of in bear culture when someone says polar bear, right? Uh, I mean, you know, a, a nice muscular older gentleman uh, <laughs> it's like a silver fox daddy right yeah yeah that's what i think he's asking okay i love polar bears the actual animal and silver fox daddies in leather so to be very right. clear yes on both accounts okay demand sure. i abstain <laughs> okay okay um, our next question comes from Namor Cosplay, who asks, are you excited for Eternals and which Eternals are you looking forward to the most? Nobody is as excited as Namor Cosplay about <laughs> Externals. I found that out this week. Um, I am mad at Externals for the main reason that they are diluting the brand of the X-Men. So when the X-Men actually show up, they're like, hey, these are six more characters with, with the same powers. Um, and just seeing uh, what's his name, Richard Madden, Icarus, Richard, Icarus Richard with, with the Cyclops eye blast, yeah. and like everyone has a power that's similar to the X Men. So I don't like the dilution of the brand. Um, it looks very slick. It looks like a very pretty movie. Um, I'll see it for sure. But yeah, it just makes me mad about. It. It's like Inhumans all over again. That's the way I think of it. I, I'm I'm Team Jason on this. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the same sort of line of thoughts. I'm 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 big fan of like the new gods from like DC and like the Eternals were always kind of like Marvel's like knockoff like new gods so like um eh. right I mean, <laughs> I, I, mean I, I agree with the whole like X-Men argument argument definitely um but I'm so excited I'm excited that like the MCU is finally like oh yeah we should like have more women and people of color and all of that stuff. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. Um, I do like Cersei. I feel like she's a super interesting character um, in general. Um, so I'm excited to see her brought to the MCU. Uh, I'm hoping that um, Jon Snow is the Black Knight, like doesn't wear a shirt a lot. So <laughs> I'm for it. Yeah, I agree. And I love Selma Hayek on the red carpet last night where she was just so flabbergasted that everyone was dressed up as Ajax. And then she was like, but look at the moon. It was great. So like, I'm here for it. Can we talk about Selma Hayek making fun of her Marvel Legends figure though? Oh my God. Like Jimmy Kimmel. As a huge action figure collector, I was dying over that because she was so spot on and like 
just didn't even care about the marketing of it. She's like, why do I look like this? Who made my head this big? Uh, it was sad, but anyways, rapid fire. Sorry, moving on. No, Calvin, uh, Calvin from, from the ashes posted that clip too. And I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. Next question comes from Merboy tears. And he asks, how much is Emma going to dread Maddie coming back now dropping to third choice? Who said third? I know. Yeah, first, n- number one, who said third? Number <laughs> two, Emma is never in competition with anyone. Um, and so she's like, cool, I'm over him. Mm. So like, I have shit to do. I'm like running a nation. I don't have time for this fuck boy anymore. He can have his redheads all he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is entirely going to be Alex's problem, too. So, <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with what you guys said. I definitely think Emma, first of all, I don't think Emma would ever be number three. I think she would be number one. I really do think the Scott Emma romance really works. I'm sold on it. Even before Jean, as a crazy Jean stan, I say that. I, I, I like Emma Scott more than I like Emma and Jean. So, sorry, mm-hmm. Merboy. Okay, uh, our next question is, when Mystique burns Krakoa down, she needs to use Jean's green dress as a fire starter. Agreed. I mean, can... Can, we, can we stop talking about the green dress? Like, <laughs> like it's so like here's the thing it's whoever is writing this has decided that's what it is i also extremely dislike the fact that robe is wearing her 90s look again like i wish that she also got a new look i wish everybody got a new look to join the x-men um Mm. i also don't like polaris like even though it's like a cute like daytime at the dirt you know like uh thursday night at dragon con look that I don't like her new mini skirt either, but it's it, it's like listen until you start designing things for the X Men, like just fucking get over it. Like it's it's there. I don't like it either. It doesn't make sense. But at the same time, let's stop harping on it. It's been like what two years now. Like give it up. Wow, wow, the breed, y'all. Stop, mm-hmm. again, stop, stop trying to make fetch happen. Like no, <laughs> like, let's fucking just like wretched. Yeah. That's our question of the group. Scott, any words on that? Um, yeah, no, like I'm I'm generally in agreement. Like I there's a bunch of like old costumes that have come back that I'm just like the green dress, rogues 90s costume, Havoc's got the um like the classic, like the headpiece. Um it's like you could do either either like design your uniforms or don't yeah you know what's interesting is we'll look back and when you see cyclops in that blue like the blue sock head with the blue stripes you're going to be like that is krakoa era cyclops definitively you will not be able to say that about a lot of these other characters when you look back at what they look like during this era rogue is really hard like every time they try to change it 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 just it always keeps coming back to this one they can't find an an iconic enough out one other than what she had in the 90s um, just to go through some of the comments really quickly, because we got a lot of listener questions in. Uh, Wolver Steve asks, who's my Wolverine bro? I see there they look badass. And that's a reference to you, Jason, because I posted our last Planet Scani, uh photo and Wolver Steve loves it. 
Oh, good. Love it. Yeah. As much as I dislike Wolverine, I love to channel Wolverine. <laughs> um, Metal Magnet Man, who coined the term demand of money, asked, Ew. how does one become a member of Clan Ascani? I don't know. You're the one who founded it, Dayspring. How, how did we? How I would I would call Mystique because Mystique is really good at getting new members into a closed circle community. <laughs> she would know. I wasn't the one who named it Clan Ascani. Was I the one? Who I did. It, it I was did. Jason. Jason, how does someone get into Clan Ascani? I just told you, called Mystique. Call Mystique right there. Yeah, I think you just got to be salty and like alcohol a lot. <laughs> and have a lot of demand of money, apparently. <laughs> I love, I love it so much. It's like my favorite quote now, demand the money. <laughs> demand the money. Uh, thank you for pointing it out on the uh, podcast that, that I want to be the drag daughter named demand the money. <laughs> yeah. Anyone is going to take up that. Uh, oh, are, are you saying I need to fly to LA and put you in drag? Is that what you're saying right now? Yes. We're going to do Sunday fun day in WeHo at Rocco's and I'm going to dress up as demand the money. Yes. Do it. Um, Favorite storm costume and why? Storm. Mm. Uh, I'll throw out a weird one. I love Simone Bianchi's um, oh. <clears throat> astonishing X Men look. She was it's a white with the the stripes Jeez, and like yeah, very <laughs> extravagant. Oh, I, love I love that one. Yeah, I'm gonna say I love the '90s Jim Lee. I see it as white. I know it's supposed to be black, but I'm just going to put 90s Jim Lee out there. And what do you say it is? White, silver, or black? I say I, I see it as white, but I acknowledge it's black. Oh, wow. Okay. I know, see, she's versatile. <laughs> this is hard. I, I love a lot of Storm's looks. Um, one of my favorites is original. Um, giant size is definitely like one of my favorite costumes of all time. Um, I also really like Mohawk Storm. I like 80s Punk Storm. Mm. Mm. I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll go with uh, I'll, I'll go with uh, uh, original. Original. Okay. Scott? I gotta go with the Mohawk. I think that's probably her most just like distinctive um to me, it, it stands out when compared to some of the other costumes, and I just I really love that era for Storm. Um, You're talking about know. powerless punk beat up McCallisto Mohawk. Storm? Yeah, yeah, knife fight. It's great. Great. <laughs> okay, and that question came from Muscles by Mayo. So thank you, Muscles by Mayo. Our next question comes from XMN12380. And I think this is specifically geared towards Mr. Scott Free, oh, which no. is no matter what the comics or the MCU does with her, I'm always gonna hate Wanda. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, is there is there her? A question. Is it a question? Yeah. It is just a statement right there. Mm. Facts. Listen, yeah. I mean, I love Wanda. I loved Wanda since West Coast, since Force Works, since Onslaught, since House of M, since Children's Crusade. And I love her as portrayed by Elizabeth Olsen, who is a thespian in the in the MCU. So I no, they can only do right by Wanda. Sorry. <laughs> 
I mean, WandaVision is my favorite Wanda, hands down. But yeah, yay to Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> I mean, MCU Wanda's less genocide-y, so I mean, she's got <laughs> that going for her. Uh-huh. Amanda. <laughs> I love Wanda, so... <laughs> Just All I can picture not- now is your meme, um, Paul, with the Wanda kicking, and you just inter- interject her, that PNG and everything. <laughs> yes. That's I love book. that. I love that gag. I love that as well. Mm, you're welcome. The dancing Wanda meme. Dancing Wanda meme. All right, guys. Final question. What are your thoughts on the X-Men Infinity comic series? Oh, I miss it. Mm-hmm. You're talking about like the interactive, like panel to panel one. I think it's the new ones that have been coming out with uh, Hickman and Dugan and like Jeff the Landshark. That's available only on the Marvel Unlimited app. They're very uh, new. Um, the I'm thinking of something one. else. Do you remember those 3D ones that would like animate? Yeah, I know which ones you're talking about. Okay, never mind. Well, that's I don't what know I want to talk about. Anyone is talking about right now? Uh, <laughs> Amanda doesn't read comics. Yeah. Talk about a uh, true pretender. Demanda it's, just it's, reads it's the room. Demanda yeah. reads the room. <laughs> uh, 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 all I can feel is, uh, for those of you who have seen uh, Madonna's Truth or Dare, when uh, they're at the end and they're like, Madonna can't afford real pearls. Madonna can't afford real pearls. So it's like, Demanda doesn't it. read comic books. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, 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 do, I do read comic books and I keep up with them through the internets and the children of, of, you know, the ex Twitters and things, but um, no, but uh, I, what, what is the series? So it's only available on uh, yeah, Marvel yeah. Unlimited. Yeah. Yeah. It's available on, on Marvel Unlimited. Uh, Hickman is writing an issue where, you know, um, oh my God, why am I totally blanking? Not Hydra, the other, the other scientific aim, aim, aim. AIM has come in and they've kidnapped three mutants and we know one of them was Kurt and the other one was Chamber. I don't think they've announced the third, the third mutant who was kidnapped. But then mm-hmm. they also have like a story with Nature Girl and Jeff the Land Shark. So it's all these like digital only exclusives meant to drive um, readers to X-Men. It's so new. It's going to come out in like three weeks. The, uh, oh, the, well, the, na- the Nature haven't... Girl the Nature Girl bit was was really good um it was you know it was a little more serious than i expected i expected it to be a little more lighthearted, but um yeah it was good um some good interactions between characters pyro i always love stuff with pyro pyro's in it yeah i'm not wild about how because i really like the infinite comics that they did back in the day jason as we were talking about especially during avx i don't that like phoenix the- issue Ugh. yeah in oh, a handful of dust, which is beautiful. But this you just one, uh, posted a lot about it. Yeah. You scroll down. Like, so it's like you have your iPhone and you're just scrolling down with the comic. And it, it was no, really not cool. that, not just that, but the, the panels would like build like a, like a PowerPoint presentation. They would animate. Oh, yeah. 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 The original People's expressions would stay in the same place, but like change. Like it felt more interactive. By the way, in addition to that, I don't know if anyone remembers something called Project Gamma. Mm-mm. But what they were also going to do was have digital only comics that came with a soundtrack that when you changed pages, the song would escalate and change. So while you were listening, there was a soundtrack to your, your comic. Ooh. And I was so fascinated to see what that would be like, because I love listening to music while I, I would love to listen to music while I read comics. And I wanted to know what they were going to do with that. But 
it never came to be. Womp womp. D- DC's been experimenting a lot with doing um, shorter digital series, and then they'll release it in physical form like a couple months later, usually with like a couple of digital issues put together. And I wonder if Marvel's starting to try the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like if we'll get like X-Men Green or whatever they were calling the one with Nature Girl, like a couple months from now in like physical form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think because we had a lot of the those digital only titles like X-Men 92 were supposed to only be digital only exclusives and they were released in trade paperback format. But like the Hickman, again, like I, I follow, I only know when these things get um, posted when like ex-wife says something like, are they, are, how consistent are they? Is there a long-term plan for them? I don't know. Like shrug, I just read the Sauron issue with Nature Girl and I was like, this is great. Is it going to be anthologized? And how do they anthologize like the Hickman story where, again, you have to actually scroll down like and, and the art is contingent on that 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 movement. Right. It's oh, cool. to the the iPhone experience where you have to scroll through down. Does hmm. that translate to print? I don't know. I'm sure they'll make it work. Don't get me wrong. But what are they doing with it? I got to check out one of those. Where do I read it? Because I only have not the Marvel app. Like the paper uh, issue Marvel app? No, like I think it's just a Marvel Unlimited app. Mm. Like it's definitely, like you would know if you were on it. It's like, it's a, you pay for it. You pay for the sub- subscription and like you can get like their entire backlog. Okay. okay. Yeah. Boom. Clanaskani, thank you so much for being here tonight. Demanda, where can the folks at home find you? First of all, the people who follow this podcast, you all know who I am. Why aren't you all following me? I don't understand. You can find me on all social media platforms at Demanda Martini, D-M-A-N-D-A-M-A-R-T-I-N-I. Uh, please follow and support me and um, I will love you forever. Thank you. Nerd alert, where can the folks at home find you? Uh, I am mostly active a nerd alert cosplay on Instagram. If you want to follow my trashy personal account, that's not just a nerd also on Instagram. Um, I dabble in some TikTok. Um, you can find me any weekend out about <laughs> at the WeHo bars um, and uh, any cons coming up. No, I'll be at a LA comic con. If you're, if you're stopping by there later this year, I believe it's in December. Nice. Demetta, do you have any cons coming up? Uh, not until KatsuCon in February, and then Farpoint, which is the weekend after. And who who else is going to be at KatsuCon? Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's Mr. Scott Free raising his hands. Yes, waving. Um, and you can find me uh, at Mr. Scott Free on Instagram. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, which is just my insane stream of consciousness. Um, it's usually usually going on and uh yeah i'll be at katsucon uh possibly some smaller regional things in between then and now um just follow the scent of beer um, <laughs> beer beer and pretentiousness <laughs> oh i know read there wow oh and, and scott by the time this episode comes out i think it would be already announced you are joining power of x-men Ooh, we're gonna yes. do a deep dive of the age of apocalypse 
Ooh. Yes. Yes, right there. There's yes. a Logan Magnificent. Power couple. Power They're the only ones that are sitting by my desk right now while I wait for the rest of um, Yeah, we will be entering the Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, so we're going to be reviewing every single issue of the Age of Apocalypse, and Scott is going to be joining as co-host. Yes. We'll be tuning in. All right. Thank you all. This was super fun. Happy Halloween. Happy spooky time. Yes. Happy Christmas. Right there,